0: And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. I'm talking, we cover down on some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama, way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaza, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi. Thrown in just for good measure. Um, how fast did I say that? That's, that's like almost down to my disclaimer uh, speed. It's almost disclaimer speed. <laughs> <if> you're right. <laughs> uh, all right, number one of the triple dipper here, uh, elections matter. Or should I call it election matters? Either way, it's the same. Um, so we're going to talk through some things that are happening. So, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think before, I mean, it's, let me back up. Phil, use your words. So, so when I was in the state legislature, we passed the, the, um, the photo ID requirement for voting. Oh, it was apocalyptic. Oh, my God. Cats and dogs living together. It was chaos. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Secretary of State Merrill did a great job of mobilizing his own staff. He actually set up, he, he, would, he would go out to communities, advertise that they were coming, and set up a mobile site where if you didn't already have a photo ID, they'd give you one. You didn't even have to pay for it. He, would, he even said that if someone says they don't have one, we will send somebody to their house. They registered more voters, and we had a seamless uh, effort at the polls. And it's never suppressed anybody. So we did that when I was in office. I was proud to be a part of it. But then here's the thing. Other states right now are still of the mind that anything you do to make voter or election integrity, um, you know, a little more defined, that it's in some way a suppressive opportunity. You're you're in some way impugning someone's rights to vote. How? Well, then you get into places like Washington, D.C., Oh, my soul. So, Charlene hates it when I say that, by the way. Oh, my soul. soul. I like saying oh, my soul. Anyway, (laughs) she's going to give me the business now when I get home. Story here on ABC News, one of several I could have chosen, but I chose ABC. House votes to block two D.C. bills, drawing some local outrage and calls for statehood. Here's the thing, y'all. Story dated last week. I think it's Thursday, February 9th. The City Council of Washington, D.C., does not have the same level of sovereignty as a state legislature. They're not a state, they're a district. They have an entirely different realm under the law. And and Congress has the final say over certain things that they do. Um, (laughs) And the City Council of Washington, D.C., thinks it's a great idea to give non citizens the right to vote in D.C. elections. What the heck? Do you know who all lives and works in D.C.? So basically everybody at the Chinese consulate can go vote? Does that make sense to anybody else? Well, apparently it makes sense to the city council in D.C. So story on ABC News, after months of contention, which began shortly after the midterm elections, the House, led by the Republican majority, voted Thursday to prevent a a pair of local Washington, D.C. bills from going into effect. Now, they went ahead and said, led by the Republican majority, Let me just be clear. Forty-two Democrats joined the Republicans to vote this thing down because at least some of them are not crazy. Um, Yeah, House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy did indeed urge all his colleagues to approve the resolutions disapproving of the measure. In his words on the floor, he says, under the Constitution, Congress, not the city council, has the final say over the laws governing the nation's capital. We have a responsibility to hold Washington, D.C. accountable and stop the new criminal code and the voting rights thing from taking effect. So, yeah, th- this is just this is just awful. This is bad form. But this is the kind of thing that we continually see out of Democrats, the softening or the blurring of the lines regarding elections. Now, I've got an article here in a minute that I'll get to that refers to our own Secretary of State, Wes Allen, as an election denier. Okay. <laughs> What does that even mean? So we're not allowed to question? I, I got news. No one can say that the 2020 elections were just seamless. Nobody with a straight face can say that 2020 was an election cycle in which everything went the way it was supposed to go. It's just awesome. We mailed out ballots and we harvested ballots and we we disavowed the need for voter ID and we we made sure people that you know, didn't get them got two so they'd have an extra one just in case. And we, we just, you know, and we made sure that it, you know, it didn't matter whether the Constitution of the United States says a state legislature shall have the final say in in election law. No, no, it's okay if unelected or for that matter, uh, non-legislative officials are allowed to just change the rules. All those things. It was great. It was awesome. We had some states that took like, two, and three weeks to get their data in. Wow. You know, how is it How is it that we can literally talk to someone on the moon, but we can't get your freaking results back from your, from your elections for, like, weeks? So don't tell me it went perfectly. In the meantime, though, the probes still continue. Story from the Epoch Times, dated uh, Saturday. Actually dated yesterday. Pennsylvania court won't force the release of voter info for the GOP-led 2020 election probe. So that 2020 election that I just told you about that was jacked up, I mean, like, ate up like a soup sandwich. says an appeals court in Pennsylvania has, refor- has refused to force the Department of State to release personal voter information to Senate Republicans for their ongoing investigations. The investigations, y'all, are continuing. Why are they taking so long? Well, partly because... Organizations like hmm, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State has decided just to resist all calls to, you know, to, you know, to help with the, uh, the investigations. It says in its long-running probe into the 2020 election, the GOP-led Pennsylvania Senate Intergovernmental Operations Committee issued subpoenas in September of 2021, 21 a year and a half ago, requesting that the Department of State release guidelines, communications, and a variety of voter information it has been resisted. It has gone to court. It's unclear what impact the court's decision now will have on the Republican-led committee's election review. So basically the court said, we're not going to enforce your subpoena. You've got the power to enforce it yourself. Put sanctions on it if you want to. The court's not going to step in and do it. So basically the courts of no help whatsoever. But the the, the leadership of the uh, Pennsylvania Senate committee, a guy named uh, Jake Corman, State Senator Corman, said no matter whether you supported Donald Trump or Joe Biden in the 2020 election, everybody should have confidence in the results of the election. That's the only way our system works. Unfortunately, that is not the case in Pennsylvania, his state. And he goes on to talk about how necessary it is they do this. His point, though, is absolutely just spot on. He said everyone should have confidence in the results of that election. That's the only way our system works. You know, I, I heard it said once that, like, for instance, in the Bible, Genesis 1:1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you don't believe that, then the entire Bible is suspect to you. If you can't get past Genesis 1-1, then, then the rest of the Bible is questionable. Well, how about this? If you do not trust the results of the election, then you always have an asterisk in your mind by the name of whoever got elected. And then you begin to question their authority, and then the actual civil order begins to break down. We have to trust. Even By the way, I have multiple times in my past, Obama, Clinton, I have, I have watched in dismay as people that I just adamantly was opposed to got elected. But I never felt like it was more than just my candidate got outvoted. Now I sit on 2020's election, and I look at it, and I go, that state was jacked up, that state was jacked up, that state was really jacked up. And I can't help but think as close as it was that it would have made a difference. I really do believe. And and so call me an election denier if you want to. I'm an election questioner. How about that? Now, President Biden is still the president. He is in the White House. We are two years in. We're not going to see him gone again until we vote him out in 2024. But the truth of the matter is, he has an asterisk next to his name in my mind. Because of what all took place in 2020, and folks, when you see things like Washington D.C. trying to gerrymander things so that non-citizens, whether they be illegal aliens or just you know resident aliens, or for that matter, people working in the Chinese consulate, can vote in the local, that kind of stuff has to stop. It just completely undermines trust in the system. Well, other states are taking action. Uh, I got a thing, right? Sure. This one comes from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a package of bills making its way through the legislative process. The legislation would mandate post-election audits, address how voter registration data is updated and presented, and ban ranked choice voting and more. By the way, this ranked choice voting that got Lisa Murkowski back in office in Alaska is a debacle. And I hope Alaska is rethinking this in a big way. If you're not familiar, you go in there. You don't vote for this one, this one, and this one. No. You pick your top, I think it's top four, and you put them in order. One, two, three, and four. And then they go and they count. And the one with the most number ones and the one with the most number twos wins the right to move forward. And it's, it's, it's a, if I'm not mistaken, they also don't have party primaries. You could wind up having two Democrats or two Republicans or two Independents. And then they keep whittling their way down through. Okay, these had the most ones and twos. Of those, which one had the most ones between those two, and which one had the most twos, and which one had the most threes, and which one? It's ridiculous. And it just keeps on going until they've whittled it down. Well, anyway, the folks in South Dakota are saying, you know what? We got to tighten some things up. But they also point out, we did a pretty good job. So here's my point. Alabama has really strong election laws, in my opinion. I think Alabama has been a model. On the same day of the election, you got the results. There was no question. You know, we have occasional gaffes. We had some things happen with some local registrars who didn't do a good job of of making sure the new district lines were correct. But those were one-offs. They were not systemic. I, I still think, though, that Alabama has room to tighten up, and I'm glad to see that Secretary of State Wes Allen decided to go ahead and pull us out of that Eric system. I'm fine with that. South Dakota is saying the same thing. The guy, Republican Senator Casey he's one he's the one sponsoring all nine of the election bills. He says, I think we have very good election laws in South Dakota. I think we've had very good dependable results. That doesn't mean we should sit back on our heels. We have to continue to find ways to improve. Because you know why, folks? Elections matter. All right, Boomer, take the break, brother. We'll do that right now. We'll come right back keep talking this through a little bit you may want to know what's happening in Florida but then then you may want to know which one of our Alabama officials just got arrested on voter fraud charges oh yeah it still happens phil williams right side radio y'all stay tuned we'll be right back And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Text lines are open, 833-687-4448. If you text in for the very first time, text the word right side the first time you do it uh, to 833-68-right. Text the word right side. You'll get an automatic message back that says something to the effect of, uh, hey, you right side ruffian, thanks for joining, and then ask you uh, for your first name and where you're from. So we can uh, do things like we're doing right now, saying uh, Thomas from uh, Athens. He says over the past three to five elections, the progressives have gotten more shrewd and effective in how they, rap, how they warp, not wrap, warp the results. He said and then rhinos like McConnell and others who also have money to sway elections and even bribe state officials and judges. Interesting. Uh, If you have some proof of that, please uh, say so. But I don't know of anything that McConnell has bribed, although I will say he definitely had sway. Uh, Then he says, follow the money. Um, All right, Thomas. Uh, Boyd from Joppa. Should voting rights be tied to gun rights? You have to complete and pass the form 4473 to vote. Voting age. Okay, no. First of all, voting rights and gun rights are already tied. They're called constitutional rights. So they're both in the Constitution. You can't say that one person has one of them because they have the other. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, we're not going to make anybody have to pass a form 4473, uh, not going to do it. But, um, and then voting age says tied to buying age 21. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, thanks, boy. i appreciate you. But no, nah, that one doesn't work, man. The, you've already got a constitutional second amendment, right? And you've always got a right to vote as well. Um, period. Uh ah, Tom from Auburn. What if the first large balloon was the mothership, seeing how it was powered and could be steered, and the other objects were attached to it and released? For it was seen. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't. Although I have a hard time believing that it was flying along, dropping little baby balloons. Um, I'm I'm betting they was all launched at separate times and different places and different means. But um, but yeah, we definitely have some disparity. And one of them was 200 feet uh, around. And, uh, and carried a 1,000-pound payload, and the others are flying along about the size of a small car. Uh, Lance from Hillsboro, what's going to happen when China puts something bad in a balloon and sends it over here and we shoot it down, releasing whatever it is? You know, it's a Great question, man. Uh, maybe sometime soon we can uh, do something to convince China to cut it out uh, or start shooting them down in places that make more sense, like, I don't know, off the Alaskan coast. Uh, David from Huntsville heard me say, "Oh, my soul!" He says, "Bless your heart." <laughs> <laughs> Alex Mathins heard the one about pigeon chess a while ago and plans to use on the, use that without violating intellectual property. Yes, you are you are free to use it, Allie. If it was read out on the air, it is yours to use. Um, and then J.T. Uh, from Lacey Springs uh, says, uh, "Biden's talking points, just not to the American people," and it shows him saying to <laughs> to t- she on the phone, "Payload received." Uh, anyway, okay. Um, well, listen, we got uh, we got plenty more show for you, but let me jump back into number one of the election matters. So, a couple things that are happening that you need to know. Number one, Florida lawmakers, according to a headline on CBS News, this is past weekend, they want to give the GOP appointed state prosecutor jurisdiction over elections. So, so this is a this is a big deal. They're not playing in Florida. They're not only saying. This is how we're going to do it. They're going to say, this is how you're going to get punished if we catch you doing it wrong. Florida's statewide prosecutor, according to CBS, will have new power to go after people for election-related crimes under a new bill now headed to Governor Ron DeSantis' desk. What they did was they reserved it all to the jurisdiction of the state prosecutor. In other words, it's not a local crime. The state attorney general in Florida will be the one handling the matter. That way you can't have, you know, local bubba. Well, i tell you what. That leads me directly to the next case that I've... This this is the stupidest story, and it's right here. Now, absolutely... Okay, first of all, Perry County Commission Chairman Albert Turner Jr. has been arrested, indicted on charges of voter fraud for stuffing the ballot boxes with multiple ballots for his cousin who was running for district attorney. He has now been indicted and is, pressed, is pending charges in the 4th Judicial Circuit, which is his county. And so who did he hire for his defense counsel? He hired his cousin, the district attorney's father, who happens to be his uncle. You can't make this crap up. Perry County Commission Chairman Albert Turner Jr.'s new attorney, Robert Turner Sr., has filed a motion to dismiss the voter charges against his client. Robert Turner Sr. is the father of Robert Turner Jr., the district attorney of the Fourth Judicial Circuit. According to the indictment, Albert Turner Jr., that's the bad guy, was allegedly in possession of multiple absentee ballots and allegedly deposited multiple election ballots into voting machines during the 2022 primaries. Turner was indicted for allegedly voting multiple times and inserting multiple complete ballots into the tabulator at a polling location in Perry County in the May primary he was indicted for ballot harvesting during the November. Oh, it's two sexual, two cycles. It was during the primary and during the general, and he just he got caught. And now he's claiming that it's all a fix, it's all political. So what did he do? He's a county commission chairman. He was stuffing the ballots on behalf of his cousin who's running for DA. So he hired his cousin's father, who happens to also be his uncle, to be his defense counsel. And meanwhile, the whole thing's political. Nothing to see here. Nothing at all. I got news. It's bad. So uh, that's happening right here on a story. You can't make this stuff up, Boomer. I mean, if I, was to, if I was to write a Seinfeld episode, it couldn't be any better than this. It couldn't be. I mean, I look at it and go, what the heck? So how inbred of a county is this where the county commission chairman, the district attorney, the senior attorney, and all of them are all related to each other? They're all related. Everybody's family. And then they get together on Sunday for brunch and laugh about it all. Just laugh and laugh right here in Alabama. All right, coming right back at the top of the hour here, we're going um, to be talking to Secretary of State Wes Allen. He recently pulled us out of a system called ERIC. ERIC is the Electronic Registration Information Center. It's a nonprofit group that helps 32 states sort of clean up its voter rolls, allegedly. It's also funded in part by George Soros. Thank you, Wes Allen. We'll talk about that and more with Secretary of State Allen right after this.